Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tumble out of bed, cause Taylor's on a mission. Psych myself for a yearly tradition to moan and bitch every now and then. Watching the premiere and I begin to panic. It's All Stars 8 with that cunty Hispanic. For folks like me, it's hell from 9 to 10. Working 9 to 10. What a way to spend an hour. It's a gilded pen. It's just like Rapunzel's Tower. You could lose your mind when you hear the final edit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. 9 to 10. Oh, the clock moves in slow motion When it's over then I can drink that poison potion Now I welcome death But pretends he won't release me I swear sometimes that pig is out to get me Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 8, Episode 1, titled The Fame Games. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two melodious co-hosts. First, from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Coco Donaldo! To Mr. <laughs> Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor. I'm back. Hello, Joe. How are you? You, you are back for 12 more weeks of hell. <laughs> 12 more weeks of, from the hardest working. It's James Brown, hardest working man in show business, and Taylor the Latte Boy. I wonder if people under, do you think people still remember James Brown who are anyone under 25? They did a James Brown a couple year, uh, song a couple oh. years ago. They did Living to America. Uh, oh, yeah. Living in America. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I stand corrected. All right, and from the po- and from the podcast, um, I'm sorry, and from Bloody Podcast, please say. Truth be told, one of my drag race crushes is here in the room, Miss Laurie. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. <laughs> to Laurie and K. Roggen Camp. That was a whole journey. Thank you. Yeah, that was. I was so proud that it was. He says La Lari, and I just take. I took out one La. I'm like, well, I do call her Lari. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hello, Lori and K Rock and Camp. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm tired, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to work nine to ten. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Everyone, we t- if you want to know what Lori is talking about, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and join at the level that gets just between us girls because Lori, we talked about this, Lori thinks that 10 a.m. is very early. Like, she thinks that the rooster comes out. Speaking of cockadoodle doo that's when the rooster comes out is right then. 
also, uh, you can also just subscribe right there on Apple Podcasts. You know, uh, just swipe up, hit subscribe, and you get Just Between Us Girls at the same time as Patreon. But let's just jump right into it. This week, 12 queens return to the workroom for one more chance to win the crown. In the mini-challenge, the girls harken back to famous fashion from the past and present. For the main challenge, the queens must write and perform their own verses to some old song no one remembers. <laughs> Darian Lake and Monica Beverly Hills were placed in the bottom two, while Kahana Montrese was named the winner of the challenge. As the winner, Kahana was forced to battle against lip-sync assassin Aja LaBeja in a battle for their legacies. In the end, Aja came out on top and revealed that the cast had chosen to send home Monica Beverly Hills. Let's start with our very special guest, Lorian K. Roggenkamp. Lori, can you give us two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Uh, I will say I liked the the fashion. I, re- I actually genuinely liked it. I love the um, old school glamour. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other thing I loved was I thought I really feel like I had no dog in the fight. Like I didn't know I, I I had love hiding closet, but I didn't know if she was going to win, but I think this Kahana Montrese is going to be the winner. I thought she was phenomenal in this uh, episode. For those of you at home, no matter what you feel, I think this is an appropriate place to say that I got a panicked text message from Lori's fiance. It was star. not a panic text message. She texted. She was upset with me because I wouldn't get her ice cream. And so she, she was like being a, uh, you know, a nosy Nelly. And she goes, Joe, this Lori, she doesn't know who anyone is coming in through the door. And she's seen all the seasons. She doesn't know who any of these queens are. And I go, is this shocking to anyone? Right. And everyone should know, this is not that Lori hasn't seen their seasons. No, she's I've She's just watched, forgotten who they are. I've watched every season. I watch every, I will, uh, another thing I liked is I loved how much Candy Muse sounds like, um, What's her face from the last season? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Star goes, she thinks Candy Muse is Mistress Isabel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's not shocking again. They, okay, I, so what? I, honestly, close your eyes and listen to them talk. And then you'll you'll be like, oh, they sound a lot alike. No, because um, Candy Muse is very, Candy Muse, I could say, being like a raspy, gross, disgusting version. Because Mistress Isabel Brooks just, I can see the cadence is the same. But I would say Mistress is like, what are you talking about? I'm in my this era. And Candy Muse is like, suck it, Mario. I got the girl. You got to come get me. <laughs> and um, so there's a difference between the two. Mm. right? I'm just saying, if we anyway, find out that she kicked her mom out of her life because she said, what are you wearing when she's in the hospital? <laughs> we need, to, yeah. we need okay. to start an investigation. Good uh, point. No, Lori, have you, have you gotten all out? What were the things you got? Oh, sorry. And then the one thing I didn't like... Um, it, it, I just, I, I don't know. It just, I felt like the musical didn't have any teeth to it. Like, it just was like, it was like, you could look at it, you could say, oh, that's cute. But it just didn't feel, it didn't like bowl me over. You know, I just felt like, and, and it went on way too long. So I was just like, all right. I mean, we, I think we get the gist of everything. Let's, let's pick it up. You're literally so. doing the words that go through my brain whenever I have to edit your part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> because... If, if, as we'll see, they didn't do the the plea that the two bottom queens do. That was an untucked. They had to move that over. Yeah. I, I like, like that though. Oh, I didn't like that. I was like, if we had cut out some of the song, we could have had the plea in there. No, that part is so boring. It's always the same thing. So why should you be here? Well, I really want to be here. I work so hard to get here, and it's just not my time to go. You know, it's like 
it's the same speed. I don't even know why they do it anymore. You forgot to say track record. Yeah, track record, blah, blah, blah. Taylor, what are your thoughts here? Um, well, two of the things I liked, one of which was that all of that went to Untucked, all of the deliberation between the queens. I thought that it streamlined the show a little bit. Um, the other thing that I liked is I like the twist. I like the idea of that we're going to, even though they're not competing in the main thing, we're going to actually get to follow these girls all the way through. And more importantly, they are getting a platform to show these amazing outfits that they, from what we understand, pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. So so that, I I like that part of it. Um, the thing that I did not like, I have to agree with Lori, the song is, the songs are were horrible. I didn't understand what half of them were saying. There almost sounded like there was an issue with the sound quality of their recordings. And it, it, they were just, both of them were just big messes. Yeah. Look. Number one, the thing that I like, I like a genuine cringe moment and not not manufactured. And I think the problem with All Stars, a lot of things because they have experience now, it all, at least in the few first few episodes, seems very manufactured because mm-hmm. right? they're trying to put their best foot forward. I know where you're going. <laughs> but this moment with Alexis Michelle in Untucked, we're going to analyze it today. I pulled the audio. Is so phenomenal and so lack of self. I'm gonna be honest with you. It rem- this is something my mom would do a hundred percent. This is a hundred percent a Betty move that she would say something like this in a very simple. This is so my mom. It's not even funny, and I think that's why I found it so funny. Candy said that the episode of her fighting with Tamisha was the only episode of Untucked that ever won an Emmy. This is going to be the second Emmy. Just the editing of everybody's face around her was hysterical. Well, you know what's funny? It's funny you say that. I was talking about this moment with a friend uh, who gets mad when I just say a friend. So it's Jeremy, the Dark Knight. Anyway, he goes, why do you just say my friend? I'm like, because you're my friend? Anyway, so what I was going to say, though, is I pulled I, – I do this with any clip. Anytime there's commentary – I pull the commentary out of the clip because I don't want people, I just don't want the commentary. I just want the actual audio. Well, what that does is it makes it even more crazy. And what's funny is when you don't have the, this is rare. You don't have without the visuals and without the commentary, it is insanity. It is when you're going to be hearing an insane person. It's going to be like the end of uh, uh, whatever happened to baby Jane. Okay. (laughs) The other thing I like, you know, I'll be honest with you, maybe because she's an agent of chaos, I have Lori on the show. No, I like this. <laughs> I like this Jimbo, right? Um, and there's, there's always going to be a certain point. It's been my experience with Jimbo where I'm like, oh, okay, you crossed the line. But I like because honestly, and this is gonna, this is like a sort of like, even though it's a thing I like, a shady thing here. I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to give my general opinion of the episode. It was a very whatever episode. Yes. And that's not a good sign for the season premiere. Yes. And so Jim, they're going to need to keep Jimbo because Jimbo's the only person making it somewhat interesting, you know? So uh, Jimbo's I feel like, like Candy. A- it could also bring some drama. I mm. And I disagree with both of you. Oh, because really? Because I, th- I think that bo- when you think about... 
Candy's last experience on the show and from her her introduction, she referred to herself as very polarizing and is very aware of her behavior and how that came out. And you also look at Jimbo when Jimbo went through everything that that he went through as far as with fan backlash after, you know, all of that stuff. I'm wondering if both of them are now to this point going to be a little more self-aware and not be the agents of chaos that you both want and expect them to be. Well, if anything, at least Jimbo's looks are more interesting. And Jimbo's take yeah. on things is more interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Anyway, true. and the thing I didn't like, I could have told you from the second this bitch walked in, that this Monica Beverly Hills, she should have walked in, <laughs> not even unpacked, and walked right back out the door. Like, she did not change in the 10 years that the show aired in her last season. She is the same fucking, she's mediocre. And when you call her on it, she starts crying. And yeah. I'm like, bitch, no, you should have never been on this fucking season. There's a, you know? she had a glow she, yeah. up as far as her looks, though. She looked she much better than she did she on did season look, five. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, yeah, the same personality issues. I There was a, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, we had an, I had an incident where I accidentally took my nighttime medication uh, in the daytime. <laughs> and I was just like a walk. It was uh, during my anniversary, uh, and it, it was a walking zombie, and I felt like that was uh, Beverly Hills. I felt like she accidentally took her nighttime medication, because every single time you talked to her, she was always just so like, I just want to be here because I just want to show that I have... And it's just like, wake up. Wake up. Like, yeah. hey, hey, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have some moments to point out here. No, we're going to go to the workroom entrances, but I think it's going to be... I want to truncate it a little bit. Because, I mean, it's essentially what we did on Meet the Queens. It's the same workroom entrances. But mm-hmm. were there any big height? I'm not going to go through each queen, for instance. But are there any queens that either one of you wanted to talk about or, like, key moments and whatnot? Because, again, they use essentially the workroom entrances for Meet the Queens. Taylor, what about you? Well, yeah. one thing that I definitely want to mention is the idea of the, the Alexis Michelle thing. This was actually the sneak preview of it when she comes in and she talks about how honored she is to be around all of these women and she doesn't know who else is coming in, to mm-hmm. which Nasha says, girl, there's not a miscongeniality this season, which made everybody yeah. laugh. And she, But you, but when she, she didn't laugh with everybody, she was very like, no, I'm being very serious. I'm being very serious. I think she wants to be the most beloved and she yes. wants to, she, she's she's trying to self-produce at this she's point trying, she everybody wants the tatiana roxy andrews glow up from the season the, the redemption uh-huh. i also loved her workroom uh entrance where she goes i know my way around this room and it was like okay <laughs> well it's a, it's a quote from a song from a musical it's a it's a, a oh, quote from sunset boulevard like oh, okay i don't know why i'm frightened I know my way around here. She even talks about it in that. No, she, I mean, she talks about the idea of that she, she, how much she's changed and how much she's like, like there are things when I went back and after watching Untucked, which I was basically instructed by Joe to watch Untucked because of the Alexis Michelle scene. But I watched it, watched the episode again this morning. And a lot of the things that she says and the way that she acts throughout the episode makes total sense. Well, also, well, you know, it's funny that we, I didn't even put this two and two together. She does a Norma Desmond look for her fashion yes. in the past. But what's funny, though, is it I don't know if she notices the irony. I I think the connection is, is Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard 
is looking for a comeback. Mm-hmm. But she fails, and no one wants her back. I don't know. What, I don't know. What, spoiler alert. They want her car. Doesn't yeah. she go insane? <laughs> like, yeah. So. One might argue she was already. I mean, when, I was going to yeah. say she kind of starts the starts the musical out a little cuckoo. When, when the guy meets her, she has. I don't know if this is in the musical or not, but in the movie, when he meets her, she's having a funeral for her dead chimpanzee. So, yeah. Note to self: put that in the best of today in Discord. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, Lori, were there any, uh, any workroom entrances that you wanted to talk about? No, I, I felt like to me, the, the two people that I thought were the, the ones that were the lowest energy or just didn't really offer much were, uh, you know, Beverly Hills and Nasha Lopez. Those are the two. Everyone else. I felt like I, this, there was something. Another one with her. Um, I just want to talk about Kahana and I know she wins and everything like that, blah, 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 but. I, I don't know. I, I disagree with Lori. I feel like her entire personality is that she had plastic surgery. But that's a lot of the queens that their personality is. Oh, look at what I've done. But that seems to be all of Kahana is her plastic surgery. Like, new face. But by the way, she was attractive before the plastic surgery. I don't yeah. even know why she is. I don't know. It's very, very weird. And, and She's, it seems to be her whole thing. She was very boy cute on her previous season. She is beautiful as 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 a performer now whereas i kind of thought she wasn't quite she was she didn't have the polish that she had now i would also say that part of her personality is that she's a vegas performer that seems to be that's another plastic surgery and the vegas i'm I'm a showgirl i'm a rue girl that performs five nights a week all that sort of stuff and that's probably why i mean she you know a part of all stars is the politicking outside of the season and so, you know, one of the things about these Vegas girls is that they're sort of like the on-call girls uh, for the Vegas review show. And so I'm sure there's been many times where they like someone dropped out or whatever and Kahana has stepped up to the plate. Or maybe she's a regular performer there. So she's gotten to show that she's a team player. All right, Lori, any other workroom entrances before I move on? No. Um, okay. So next is we have the mini. So RuPaul comes into the workroom Ha ha ha, everyone pretends that they're like super shocked or anything. Like RuPaul's explaining the rules of All-Stars. Because she, okay. This happened several times during the show and it was annoying. RuPaul goes, All-Star rules are in effect. And for the TV audience, because you have to do it in case, what if this is someone's first season of All-Stars? RuPaul explains the rules and the girl's like, what? What? Oh my God. (laughs) We're going to be a a lip sync assassin? Bitch, this is season eight. Yeah. Anyway, I was just like, this This happens all the time in this episode. I forgot who it was, but w- yeah, they did do, when they did Lip Sync Assassin, one of the girls was like, I, it was like, she's like, this is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> like, Yeah, it, it was so weird. <laughs> just like, all right, okay. Do you think, though, the $200,000 was genuine? Because they had just started doing that, so I, yeah. I think there are some. I think there are some genuinely surprise moments to these queens, you uh-huh. know. But um, but for the most part, a lot of this is like very manufactured, you know, where they're like, "Oh my god, I'm so shocked! I'm so shocked!" Um, I was also con- for anyone who is a. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now. You think I would have found it? I forgot to pull this, but and it's, it's, it exists somewhere here. I'm looking at my little files. I can't find it. But they used for the music, anyone who's a Catching Up fan, they used the Mike and Joe on the aisle music for uh, the the fashion. The Holly, 
Hollywood then. Yeah, for the Hollywood then, they used the old Joe Bat- I mean, catching up. They're probably a big catching up fans. That's why they did Yes, it. clearly. Yeah, so they had a challenge. They had two looks that they showed, famous then and famous now. Any? Do you guys have any, because this is a looks thing. Um, do you guys have any sort of uh, looks that you want to talk about from famous then? My thought in this was going to be all old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, and especially the first couple of girls, which were Alexis and Kahana, definitely played into that. Um, Alexis, I thought that was the best Alexis has ever looked. <laughs> like, yeah. ever. She, I, she great. just, she looked amazing. Um, but then you got like the weird Heidi, like where she was trying to be an egg. I think like she was almost like where it was like a weird like cracked like where there was oh, an egg part of her beard. Oh. Yeah, be- I think I don't know. It was like she was almost being like Humpty Dumpty, and then you I thought she was really- doing Lockjaw from He Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> what a weird obscure joke. I was gonna say a reference. You and I are the only two that'll get that. Yeah, and Evil um, John. So, but then you have like. Nasha Lopez, who I was expecting, like, oh, she's going to be awesome. Like, her jacket was too big. Like, she looked boxy. Yeah, like, it was so A boring. lot of the looks were very not what I wanted them to be for this. Like, their idea of, like, vintage Hollywood is, like, the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards kind of thing. Well, I enjoyed most of the looks, I will say. I w- the one thing that I, I thought was a little weird was that there wasn't a... Sp- it wasn't, like, a specific thing like it was like some of them were imitating actual actresses and some of them were just doing like a play on words for the actual like so it was just like well there's it's not a clear cut thing of what we're trying to do and they didn't like what i really would have loved they had a chiron at the bottom that said like this is what they're trying to be or that you know and because i think they would say it in the voiceover well heidi and closet didn't say hers well not not, that's the thing i think that because you know they get i don't know if Lori knows this when the queens get a, a list, I'll give them a little bit of a pass here. When the queens get, they get a very general list. It, it's not specific. It's not saying it's not called famous then or famous now. Or maybe it is mm-hmm. but in this case. But they get a very general thing, and then they have to try and guess what it is. I don't know why a lot of them chose to directly reference a celebrity, and some of them didn't. But I feel it has to do with the prompt. I have an ongoing theme throughout this. I think RuPaul and Michelle Visage are secretly in a fight because if you notice them, they. Are, they'll say things, but they do not react to each other throughout the entire episode. Like, when Michelle Versace says something, RuPaul is just like, okay, and then moves on. <laughs> like, she doesn't say it. I don't, doesn't laugh. I don't, I don't remember it that way, because I felt Michelle had a couple of really stupid jokes. And uh, it was like, she would say this really stupid joke, and then RuPaul would be like... No. There was definitely one about Camelot. She Camelot. She, the guys around her Camelot or something. Yes, and she laughed yeah, really hard yeah, at that yeah. with yeah, Darian. Couple, yeah. Oh, well, there, there's just a couple that I, I saw that she, Michelle was would say something and RuPaul would just be like, and next thing. <laughs> like she wouldn't acknowledge it at all. If it's something where there's a disagreement, that's one thing. That may be true. But if they were in a true fight, Michelle wouldn't be on this season. Rue is very much very. It is very well known that Rue, if you piss off Rue you're you're done with her so i can't imagine it being if it but maybe they maybe they bickered a little bit and that might have been some of the edit you're right yeah she's like me notice there's no bring it to the runway this season um okay (laughs) candy muse i want to talk about her right now we're on famous then everybody was hearkening back i don't know why but to a lot of a much more of it like either like the 40s or the egyptians or whatever 
And Candy Muse was really the only one that did something semi-modern. And I thought it was a little on the nose and Kiss Buddy to do like a classic RuPaul look. That's just my take. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little on the nose. Let's talk about Famous Now. Lori, we'll start with you. Do you have any big uh, thoughts on the, the Famous Now looks? Um, I genuinely liked the Billie Eilish one. I thought that that was really, I thought that was really funny and cute. And I thought it was different than what everyone else was doing. Um, so I was a little upset later on when they find out that they didn't really like it. Um, I, Kasha Davis, I was definitely, when she walked out, I thought that she was Liza Minnelli. (laughs) 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 And I liked that they called it out because I was like, you know, I don't think she looks at all like Kris Jenner. Um, but Liza Minnelli, yes. Uh, and then after that, yeah, everyone else I thought was great. Um, I liked, uh, oh, I forgot her name, but she did the, uh, Versace. I thought she looked great. Nisha. Yeah. I yeah. thought she looked great. I mean, that was like the best that I thought she looked in the whole show. So, Yeah. Taylor, what about you? Do you have any general thoughts on that? Nasha was my favorite one of all of them. And I also thought Kahana looked amazing with the little Nas X outfit. Um, yeah. That, but this is... Uh, this is, is funny ex- because Lori's drag name is Little Nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, so, big, it's Big Nauseous. Stars Little oh, okay. Nauseous. We're a drag duo. Big, big Nauseous Grande? Yeah, yeah. Big Nauseous Grande. <laughs> Um, but this is an example, again, of where Candy is confusing, because I thought Candy's look was very Hollywood then, very famous then for the famous now. Like, she could have reversed those, and it still, I think, would have worked. It would have worked better mm-hmm. than doing the just because the look that the Rue look from the back of her supermodel uh, CD mm-hmm. is 30-something years old at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, look, here's the thing. Proof that this the, the the prompt may have been vague is there's like three of them don't have a direct reference at all. Like somebody, you know, Darian does Billie Eilish, but then you have Candy is, you know, uh, no direct reference. Jimbo doesn't have direct, Jimbo and Lana do an inter- a vague internet social media thing. So that's mm-hmm. why I think I don't know what the prompt was. But I do want to talk. I want to address the elephant in the room. I'm not going to go with the simple, the obvious joke here. Hi, Lori. No, but <laughs> and this and this is a serious question because it's going to sound like I'm going into a bit. I'm not, and I'm being funny. This is not even me doing a fake. I'm being serious for a bit thing. This is a genuine question because it's not addressed, and yet I feel it's used against this person. Does Darian clearly has trouble walking, and you see it in the Billie Eilish walkthrough. We yeah. see it a bunch of other times. Uh, she's lost a bunch of weight. I don't know if she had knee issues or hip problems from when she was heavier. I don't know. But I, it, this, I'm going to bring it out here that I noticed in the Billie Eilish uh, runway, she had trouble walking. But yet I feel, as we know, Darian's in the bottom, that maybe perhaps it's used against her in the judging um, and the trying to find a reason. Not, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Do you, do you think there's some sort of like ableism going on here? What do you guys think? I mean, there could be. There definitely could be in that regards. I think it's funny. I mean, we're kind of talking about that. Her dancing, they they commented on her dancing and that she couldn't keep up with anybody. Yet that's the reason they loved James Mansfield. Girl, I'm going to talk about it when we get there. There are so many times, especially with Darian, that they contradicted. You know what? Let's just fucking talk about it now. There's a part where they say to her, I wrote it down. Okay. 
so in the order on the main stage, they talk to Alexis Michelle and then they immediately go to Darian. Okay. Uh-huh. And they tell Darian that she was too literal with Billie Eilish. Just fucking two seconds before. They're like, oh, Alexis, your Kim Kardashian reference was so... It's literally Kim Kardashian's outfit from the Met Ball. Yeah. Like, oh, it's beautiful, stunning, right? It was was too on the nose for Billie Eilish, but you wear the exact same thing, and that's not on the nose at all. Yes. That's where it was like, that's where you see they have who they want to put in the bottom two, and they're just going to fucking slam that you know square peg into the round hole which is also the name of laurie's sex advice book <laughs> so you're gonna have to yeah. don't confuse the two it's available i, on call, my, I call my fist a square peg so yeah <laughs> i don't want to tell you what she calls a round hole it's not what you think don't, don't ask yeah don't ask don't ask um, buy the book but, uh, you gotta find out yeah yeah you gotta buy the book to find out what it is hmm. it's my asshole <laughs> came out. I don't Damn know it. how. Great. I don't no know why. Buying, I, no one's buying I'm my book, sorry. Joe. Because you keep I telling people who the round hole is. I can't keep secrets. Okay. Why don't we do this? Anybody have any, any thoughts on the? Oh, I was going go to. I was going to oh, comment go on what you said. Uh, so I look. I I don't want to blame her, but I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things, and then it seems now that I podcast, which is an, a, a great creative outlet, by the way. I just write less, and well, I do write a lot. I just I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. are back okay Lori. i was really rude there and i cut you off so why don't you go ahead why don't you finish your thought i don't want to blame her but i feel like darian didn't do herself any favors by not announcing that she has a ish trouble walking 
You know, she should have said, hey, look, I this I have knee problems. Like, look at uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks. I mean, she came out in flats. She said, I have ankle issues. You know, she did. She did all that. She, you know, was talking about it nonstop. And, you know, it worked for her. It helped. It helped people see like, oh, when she's like not able to pick up the choreo or when she's not able to. That's because of, you know, she's having trouble with her ankle. I feel like Darian could have done the same thing. But is that a situation in which she's uh, I mean, yes, Mr. Mistress had her issues, but she still was able to do all of the different things. But Darian has seen enough episodes between season six and this to know that that could be played against her of where she could be look like look like she was whining or complaining or didn't want to do things. And then she gets the villain edit, not the villain edit, but the the whiny edit, the whiny edit. And that might be where she was like, I'm going to try to push through. Yeah, And we might yeah. actually see later on, there may be a situation in which they have another dance challenge. And she's like, I can't, my legs will not allow me to do it. Well, I mean, I think they've proven that they're, that they are a little ageist and, you know, ableist at times. But I mean, you know, the, the point of the show or the point of the, the, the thing is to, is to be good with the choreo. So if you're not being vocal, like when when they were doing the the dance, she should have said, "I can't do those dance moves. You have to stick up for yourself." You know, so I yeah I something else to consider. She might have brought it up. It might be something that they talked about and they just chose not to use it now. That's true. Yeah. Because they're going to use it for storyline later on. They'll use it for storyline later on if they decide that she can't she can't perform and she's asked to leave the show. Yeah. If that is what happens. I don't know if that happens or not. Well, who knows? Um, Okay. So now let's actually go into the workroom. Back in the workroom, RuPaul explains this week's maxi challenge. The girls will perform updated versions of the song Money, Success, Fame, and Glamour by the Fabulous Pop-Tarts, also known as um, the co-executive producer of the Drag Race, Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbado. Uh, RuPaul then divides the girls into teams, but she just goes like, you and then you, right? <laughs> yeah. um, note, later, the team split off and discuss their respective lyrics. On the main stage, the girls choreograph their numbers. On Team Glamrock, Heidi accepts the role of choreographer and leads the girls into a Fosse-style number. Candy questions her choice and... Heidi chooses to sit by the sidelines until the girls beg her to return. Later on Team Disco, Lala and Jessica teach the girls some choreo. Jessica's tough moves, though, leave some of the girls feeling a little left behind. Let's start with Taylor the Latte Boy here. Taylor, any thoughts on the workroom and the divide of the teams, the choreo, all that? Club classic? I, had you ever heard the this song? The song is a club cl- I have never. I fancy myself a connoisseur of all 80s music. Yeah. I have never, ever heard of this song before yeah mm-hmm. and i mean obviously it's probably not the we didn't hear the original for either version yeah but just the i've never heard it so i don't get why we were subjected to this yeah Lori. one of my favorite things in reality shows is when they bring on guests or they talk about somebody that you know for a fact nobody has no freaking idea who that person is and they're like oh my god i love that person that person is the reason i wanted to get into drag you know it's just like you know like <laughs> you have no freaking idea who the pot i bet you they came up with that name two seconds before they came on the say they're the pop tarts nobody knows who the hell they are who's that girl that they had as a judge i can't remember how many seasons ago this was like four or five seasons ago and then, you know, and she had a super Italian name. It was like RuPaul comes out and goes like, uh, 
Mastacholi lasagna Espanoli is going to be the <laughs> guest judge, right? And yeah. they're like, oh, my God, I love Mastacholi. Oh, my God, she's the best. She's the, yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I know people are going to write to me and say, Joe, how do you not know who, you know, macaroni um, penne Mastacholi is? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. The Italian community is going to be really upset. I was going to say, as an Italian-American, I'm slightly offended by what you just said. Look, get in line. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, Which is the name of Joe's sex book, Get in Line. Yeah, it is. is, But what what I mean, though, is uh, get in line for all the grooming accusations. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Look, you can't make fun. You can't it's make fun of others. Just, yeah. It's literally just It's literally just a court a book that opens up to a court document <laughs> yeah. where you can feel like you point <laughs> on the body where he yeah. touched you. Well, you know how like we have a PDF file and it, it lets you like it already has it set so you can just type in the blanks. Yeah. yeah. There's already one that sets up for that. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. going this is so funny, but you can't now then go and molest someone. I'm just going to say like or you can have I? to no, you can't. <laughs> you can't, because they're gonna watch this and go, "We were laughing so hard, and it was yeah. true all along." So, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Exhibit A. Click. Yeah. Well, Lori's talked about this before. Wasn't there some guy who like locked his daughter up in a in a basement or something, and people would go like, "Who's in the basement?" He goes, "My daughter. She's locked up," and they thought he was being funny. Yeah, because he would do this thing where he would ju- he would say it, and then he would like laugh. And so he'd be like, because he was building a special room and his friend was helping him build it. And they're like, what are you building it for? And he's like, how's my daughter in it? (laughs) And they were like, that's so funny. (laughs) And then later on, it turned out that's exactly what he was using it for. And I've told this a couple of times, but I used to, when I was younger, I used to go, I worked at 24 hour fitness and I used to, whenever I would leave, I would, I would, when I would leave work, I would go, bye, I'm going to come back and kill everyone because I thought it was so funny that if I did one day snap and come back and kill everyone, they go, when, when they were interviewed and said, did she give you any kind of indication that she would do that? They'd have go, yeah, for like a month straight, she did tell us that she was going to come back and do it. And I thought that was hilarious. And I had to have my boss literally had to sit down with me and be like, please stop doing that. You're scaring people. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, for people who aren't on Patreon, we did a show called the T where Lori just told in detail how she was fired from a radio station because she wouldn't stop tasing people. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a little nuance to that story but yes essentially and by the way i was telling someone today about this about how Lori said she wants to buy a gun i'm like Lori is the last person who should buy a gun look i don't think that it's a good idea either but in this climate with everyone apparently, you know, with guns apparently being the, the, the thing that Americans care about the most, I think that it's, it's just one of those inevitable things that eventually we're, everyone's going to need to own a gun. Did you ever see that video of that? I think it's a politician or something like that, and he's on like a Zoom meeting. I don't know if he's a professor or a politician. I don't know what he is. Some sort of important like middle-aged man. And in the background, his little twink trick comes in in his chonies and he's putting his pants on and he like <gasps> and like puts the camera off i i looked at that and i was like that could happen to me um all right oh, so taylor you, you for... never gave us your thoughts here on, <laughs> on the... i've never been given a chance yeah um well. yeah taylor the... do you want to own a gun that's the big question 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor no lives in Florida. He probably owns three. And didn't even oh, know. He probably came with the house when he bought it. I was, I was going to say, just every once in a while. You remember like the AOL discs that you would get, yeah. like where you mm-hmm. get 200 free hours? I just occasionally get a gun in the mail. And you know it's those, just like, sort of a. Those people who are like first time homeowners and then they, they're like going through their house and they find like a secret room. I imagine in Florida, it's just like a secret gun closet. <laughs> like where mm-hmm. there's just like all these guns. Mm hmm. You just you just turn the light switch like forty five degrees and a little the, the hardwood floors pop open and there's it's stuff so in there. bad. Taylor's dogs own guns. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Anyway, Taylor, yeah. give your opinion. Um, I thought the choreography section. We've seen this before with mm-hmm. the arguing over choreography and somebody not getting and everything, and we've seen it done better in other episodes. It, it it just felt like where I felt my eyes glaze over during the choreography section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. good. Lori? I felt like they were trying to make Candy out to be a villain when she was just literally being like, hey, guys. Like, That's why I say to my doctor every time when he talks about my diabetes numbers. <laughs> you, you talk to your diabetes like, hey, guys. Yeah. Get better. No, I don't talk to the doctor. The doctor's always trying to make Candy seem like the villain. I'm like, guys, it's just a Snickers. Right? I don't know why I say it in that voice, but I do. Why are you? Why yeah, like, are hey. you a new a New York? Um, yeah, I'm selling. Bus boy. I, yeah, well, when I'm not selling newspapers on the on the corner, I go to the yeah. diabetes doctor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I thought it's like she's sticking up for herself. She's just like I, you know, when you just because you ask somebody to do choreo doesn't mean that it's going to be like, you know, they're the the uh, you know, lord over everything. It's that you are allowed to comment and be like. You know, hey, I I think we should go in a different direction. I think, or I don't know if this is the right thing. And the fact that Heidi just immediately just sat down and was like, "Well, now I'm not doing anything," I just thought it was kind of shitty. It was like, you know, take you guys have never heard of like cooperation, of working as a team, of being in a group. Like, you know, come on. We got we got to send this clip where even Lori said you guys weren't <laughs> being team players. Uh, listen, I have some questions here. So in the in the top of the of the when we come back from the break. The, there's a whole big thing. Uh, Heidi's walking around in little uh, chonies, and she has like a little denim patch in the front. What was that for? And, and, and someone, Nisha even asks, "What is that for?" And the question's never answered. But why? It was almost like she had like her chonies had chonies. It was like the chonies, and then a little like miniature choni in denim in the front. I think it was supposed to be like the tiniest like jean shorts you could come up with because it did go around this there was a little like string of denim around the sides Mm -hmm. so it was just like this you know we've seen fashions in which they denim shorts get shorter and shorter and shorter so I think this was just like something that she made almost as a joke yeah by the way so then RuPaul divides the team which he's naming this is I hope this isn't a new fucking thing that starts on this fucking show right where RuPaul's like okay Everyone on the left, Heidi in closet, that's me. Uh, Jimbo, hello, everybody. Uh, and then it's like, and then I'm like, what are you doing? It was really, no- James Mansfield, hi. You know, I'm like, they all had their own little quippy comment after she said their name. And yeah. I wanted to jump out a window. <laughs> that's what I always want to say. Uh, going to the choreo, again, we have to have another serious talk about physical disabilities here. What the fuck is up with Alexis's hair? I I don't remember her hair in the in this scene being oh, an issue. Because I mean, it, from a TV perspective and the confessionals, it's kind of brilliant. 
she essentially yes. has this front crown that's poofy and pompadour, right? Mm-hmm. But then that's it. It's a, it's literally a crown in the front, but then the rest of her head is bald or balding or yeah, balding. She looks like a queer friar, which is <laughs> well, I know maybe that's yeah her thing. Maybe that's what she's going for. By the way, Queer Fryer is my new seafood uh, place <laughs> that I'm opening up. It's going to be chicken wings and chicken nuggets and chicken strips and fish. Yeah, like catfish and all, you know, all that kind Great. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. You. A good flounder. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds like a genuinely good idea. Yeah, Queer Fryer. Go, go, it's, locations are everywhere. Do they have Long John Silver's out by you guys? Lori yes. wears them every day. Oh, yeah. You know what? I just saw an <laughs> yeah. article about Long John Silver's. Uh, someone posted like on Twitter or Reddit. It's the only company whose website literally says we're still in business. Like, yes, we're still in business. I guess there's this huge Internet myth that they're no longer in business. And I guess the website says, <laughs> confirms, yes, we still exist. Um, they do. It's one of these things. I don't know how it is over in uh, Florida, Taylor. But like, I feel like like H Salt Fish and Chips and Long John Silver's, they, 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 they rely on Lent. <clears throat> From the February and March and April when yeah. all the Catholics can't eat meat. That's that's their fucking Black Friday. Wouldn't you agree, Lori? Yeah, and probably also in summer, like, uh, you know, maybe like June, probably not July. They, mm-hmm. I know that my mom and her, like, they, she eats a ton of fish uh, in, in the so summer So does her daughter. <laughs> I do not. A ton of fish, by the way, is Lori's drag name. <laughs> Yeah, Big Nasher Supreme wasn't flying, so I went no, with Tunnel no, Fish. No. no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, this is one thing where I, <laughs> I actually, and then what's funny is, is that I, I, uh, <laughs> I do a handstand. Yeah. And I shave, <laughs> I shave part. my vagina, I shave my vagina so that it looks like I'm, I'm my, my vagina is my face, and mm-hmm. my face is my vagina. So that's what, yeah, yeah that's how I. That's my favorite part of the show, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favorite part of the show. Everyone, everyone's like laughing and, and like they love applauding. it. They love it. Yeah. Oh my god. I, yeah. Yeah. I was able yeah. to do. I was able to do. I was able to work my vagina so I can talk through it. So Let me tell you that out. before before the show, one of the shows, Lori got in a huge fight with the Booker, and he was like, "You're never gonna go anywhere." And then Lori did that bit, and he, I saw him in the back, and his arms were crossed, and then he went. And he slow clapped it. <laughs> he started a slow clap. Yeah. Yeah. He just yeah. knew that he. She and then had we fucked shown. later. So <laughs> that was good. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That was a really awkward. But were you on your hands? Were you still doing a handstand yeah, at the yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah. I just. He put his dick in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. Lori could claim it was the character, not her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, um, okay. So I'm going to agree. This is going to be one of the few times this season, I hope, that I'm going to agree with Candy Muse. Why Heidi. Would think Glamrock, we gotta do Fosse. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Though that is such a, that is such a not in any of those dance numbers an appropriate thing to do, and it was just very bizarre. Lori, go ahead, you want to weigh in here? I don't think she knew what I don't think Heidi knew what Glamrock was. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that I think I don't think she registered what it was. I think she heard glamour. I think she heard glam and thought, oh, glamorous, and then she went Fosse. Or you know what, too, I would say, I mean, Taylor can weigh in here because he is a big fan of, like, uh, 
hard glam rock from the 80s is what was the name of that woman that was like a huge uh, glam rock woman what was like nina black or something lita like ford lita ford yeah taylor's a huge lita yes. ford fan yeah anyway i uh, do actually like a couple of her songs but <laughs> yeah. that's neither here nor there um but when you actually listen to the song i actually didn't quite get what was glam rock about that version if i'm being it honest wasn't it. yeah it was like an 80s pop song yeah it well, was not glam rock yeah, at all. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say was when we got to it, but I'll say it now, is the funniest part is, like, watch. If you're just going by. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, no. I'm required now to take multiple breaks. That just, doesn't, that just happens right then. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> No, if you if you okay, if we just go by first when we're doing the choreo, right? Ever I feel like Candy Muse is right, Heidi and Closet is wrong, it doesn't make sense. Then we get to the song and it's like, no, Heidi had the perfect choreo for this song because it wasn't a glam rock song. Yeah. Like it wasn't a glam rock so song. So it was like, what did <laughs> Heidi know that no one else knew? So mm-hmm. just thought it was so weird. Well, also, and I don't know how confirmed this is. The girls have talked about this in various stages, but whenever they do these dance numbers where they choreograph something, it's usually on like the Friday, like the last day of the work week for the crew. And so the crew will have a couple days off, and that's when they'll bring in another choreographer to sort of clean it up. And the girls mm-hmm. practice the routines <clears throat> on that weekend. And so the, the rumor is that they bring in cho- real choreographers to be to take that choreography and go like, okay, well, let's fix it. And that could have happened uh, yeah. with this. Yeah. That's why well, I'm, like, I, I'm like, go ahead. I was going to say, that makes total sense because the choreography that they were doing was like not really at all what they were practicing. No. It was like, no. so it's like, when did they learn this choreography? Yeah. And then, uh, all right, let's move on. Um, anyone have any other thoughts? Oh, wait. Th- they did say leotard. Okay. Well, that's a bring it to the runway thing. Oh. Where we all used to make fun of Christian that he would say leotard. And so when they said leotard, I'm, I'm to that. I'm caught up to where you guys are talking about that. But so. Christian says leotard. Like he does leotard. The, Jay Ellis talks that way, too. He'll put the emphasis in a weird place. It's very <laughs> strange. Uh, okay. Okay. It's elimination day, and the girls get ready for the runway. Nasha comforts an anxious Monica. Heidi, Jimbo, and Candy form an alliance, and the queens speculate about the big twist. Finally, the girls discuss the voting process. Uh, Lori, let's start with you. Any big thoughts on the elimination day? I thought it was kind of interesting that the that the that they were talking about, oh, it was such a train wreck and everyone was fighting. And I felt like, I don't feel like anyone, there was like one disagreement. Everyone yeah. got, like, everyone was doing fine. Like, they were mm-hmm. talking as if it was like, you know, everyone stormed off and nothing got finished. You yeah. Know? And so I just was like, where were you? What were you watching? Um, Yeah, I mean, there was nothing that... To be honest with you, I felt like, and I know you guys disagree with me, we could have cut that, that whole workroom scene and then put in the th- them trying to be, to uh, talk about how, why they should be in there. Because I, I do genuinely like that that part. Um, so we could have taken that, we could have put that in, untucked and taken out the part where they have to uh, try and talk about why they should be still be on the show. I'm going to pivot from what you said. I still think that they did it correctly. But what this shows is... You know, there is this whole, you know, Reddit thing where they think that there's all this like lost valuable footage from season 15 from the, you know, the six or seven episodes where they cut it down. And I'm not saying that there isn't anything valuable there. But what I'm telling you is 
you would be very disappointed, I think, in 85% of the content that they cut. It would be stuff like this, you know? Do you think that, um, like, it's just that they want to see it? Like, for me personally, I'm fine with things being cut. But, like, Star, Star would watch, like, an entire, like, literally would watch all the, if they did all background footage everything that they showed she would watch you know watching them go and saying oh i have to use the bathroom and then just waiting for somebody to get back from the bathroom like she watches like anything that and it's just incredibly boring but she would watch all of it so do you think maybe there's just people who just want to see that footage just because they could love be, but the like show? they should make that available somewhere else and put it in the show taylor you have any thoughts on yeah. that before yeah. you move on no no Jimbo Candy and Heidi, the Alliance. I wouldn't trust this Jimbo with my life. Like, to, like an Alliance. She's she's already shown on on uh, UK versus the world. She, she went back on that. On that See, alliance. I I think Jimbo even said in the in the her uh, testimonials that she learned her lesson. So the person I don't trust is Candy because Candy no, even I'm says a- later on that you can't let you can't uh, you know play the game fairly if you're trying to win $200,000. And so it's like, right. oh, she's definitely going to sell people out. Uh, okay. Maybe yes. that might be true, but I want you to go back and listen to Jimbo's confessional. He didn't say he didn't play the game fairly. He said he talked too much about how he was going to play the game. And so he was going right. to keep it closer oh, yeah, to his true. vest. Or it made me the joke about the chance being not there. So it could be like, oh, I'm still going to be a piece of shit. I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. I also love how Candy Muse was like, you could call it an alliance, but what I think it is is just that I tell this person that I'm going to not do that, and then they got me, and then I got them, and it's like, yeah, you're just over-explaining an alliance. <laughs> like, it's just an alliance. That leads to my next point. They end the elimination day on the girls talking about the voting process. I'm like, this is season eight. How are they still like, all right, what's the deal? Do you vote on the track record? Or you do like, there's no rules. Right, everyone's right. gonna do whatever they're gonna do. We and we all know we've all been done. You how it works. Now on the flip side, it could be that people <laughs> don't. You know, they're they're new to All Stars Eight. But like I was like, we've heard all this before. Oh my god, how are you still not knowing this? But you know that that's where they have a producer under the makeup counter saying, start saying to somebody, start a conversation about how y'all are gonna vote. I thought Jimbo did a good job of just being like, let's just all vote how we're going to vote. But then just know that there might be some stuff. You might get arguments if it's not what the group thinks you should do. Yeah. So I, I like that. All right. Let's move on to the maxi challenge. First, we have the fame tarts. That was the name of Team Glamrock, the fame tarts. Uh, do you have any big thoughts on that? Uh, we'll start with you, Taylor. Um, well, th- it is clear that they did it twice. Because Candy's belt appears and disappears multiple times during the during the performance. And the other thing that I well first uh, overall both songs were horrible. Yes. Yeah. We can just say that. But it is clear watching the second time how much Darian was struggling mm-hmm. through towards the end of that performance, where it almost like hurts to watch her that she's trying to she's trying to keep up so bad. That's how I feel when I edit the shows with Lori in them. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. it's really sad it's really terrible so, Are we done I, I yet? can't tell if it's me breathing or her breathing <laughs> yeah uh laurie any big thoughts on uh the glam rock version i don't know if it's how they edited it but i felt like every single queen messed up in the beginning like did not lip sync correctly in the beginning 
Like, I don't know if that's how they edited it, but it's just like the way when I watched it, it was just like, I don't think they're saying their word. I don't think they're lip singing correctly. So I don't, but again, it was a weird, it, they were weird edits. They would like show them, but then they would show them from an angle and then they cut, a, cut away and then they would cut back. And mm-hmm. Star at one point said, oh, uh, RuPaul looks like she's pissed. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Maybe. I feel like RuPaul doesn't care. Uh, Glamrock, uh, there's a cut. People might not know this. You guys might know this, but I'm going to put it in here. There's a moment where Laura, uh, Alexis has a line that somebody turning green, and then they cut to Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel originated the role of Elphaba on Wicked, and the character's green. And so that's the, the reason for that cut. Again, this Kahana with the plastic surgery and her lyrics. Her, all her lyrics are about being a, having plastic surgery. Like, how is that your thing? Well... I'll give her the benefit of the doubt for, for this episode, but if it keeps, if she keeps bringing it up, then I'll agree with you. But I feel like maybe this episode, she just, you know, she's just like, okay, what's interesting about me is that I've had plastic surgery. But how is paying for something, you know, like, how is that a, uh, uh, you know, like a flex? It'd be like, like my lyrics are like, um, this is Joe Batant talking to you posers. I'm the one who collects all the movie posters. And they came out with a movie poster. And you're like, okay, well, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't make the poster. You just bought it. How, how is that a thing that you just did? You know? Um, here's but you like them. Shut up! Anyway. <laughs> I do like them. In fact, let's talk now about posters for 30 minutes. Okay. In this same... Darian and Kahana are on the same team. Darian wasn't that bad. Her lyrics are pretty good. She looked great. I didn't think Kahana was that good. Like she was good. Oh, don't get me wrong. I thought she did I, great. Oh, I you know, and again to show you how I'm trying to be very open. I think Alexis was the best one. If I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, I think Alexis's lyrics were good. She was on point. She had the words. I mean, look, everyone in that Jan clan, they are all like that. They are all like super like on it in terms of like they're too perfect remember like my whole rant about bb new earth like they're too on it they're too perfect and so but she to me she was the one that carried it i mean i, I don't know why they went with kahana Montreats, but i think it was uh alexis's one um all right let's go on to team disco the glitter chicks is what team disco called themselves uh Lori, what about you any big thoughts here i mean this one was worse than the than the first one <laughs> like oh yeah this one far. was more boring mm-hmm. more yeah. like and to be honest with you i feel bad for the queens because i don't feel like i felt like i definitely was like they're giving it their all and i couldn't care less um i just think i you know the the fish dies from the head down i mean it's like the song was terrible the song wasn't good you know they were they were working with you know, a bad deck. I'm how many metaphors can I use to, to, to describe how terrible this was? It was just bad. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Taylor. Um, I said that it was uncomfortable to watch mm-hmm. and that in a regular season, there would have been the kind of telling what, what Lori said about the last one, there would have been glares from Rue. Like where, yeah. cause it was where it felt like, at various points, one of them was clearly like off doing something else. Or even when they were doing choreography, some people were doing this where some people were doing this and it just, there was no matching towards the end. Like was Mrs. Kasha Davis supposed to not know where she was or something where they seemed like she didn't like, that wasn't something that had been portrayed through the whole performance. It just was, it was 
just I, I wanted it to be over. And Kasha Davis was the star of the the whole thing. I felt like yeah, I thought her outfit was. was the best, and I thought she did the best out of the whole group. And that saying "brunch" at the end, I thought was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, and in that group, Monica was Monica did not know where she was. No, oh, she, she wasn't lip syncing a couple of times where she was just sort of dancing. Yeah, she was yeah. doing the thing too where she looks at them to see what move she's supposed to be doing, and you're like, oh, bitch. And and that's why I think like yeah, she was. They put yeah. Darian in the bottom, but I think maybe they were trying to make it an obvious message. Like, you're not choosing Darian. Like, you're going to go with Monica. We have to make it that obvious. Um, all right. But Joe, Rue was surprised when she got picked later. Oh, I know. that. that that's annoying. When she goes like, <gasps> <gasps> I'm like, really? Because yeah. I, well, I she picked does that it for everyone. They, I picked it to meet the queens. Like, I mean, who? So, all right. The looks, famous forever. Any big uh, takeaways from the looks? Lori, you really care about the looks. Lori used to be the personal assistant for Mr. Blackwell uh, years ago. That's, again, I was. a really dated reference that no one gets. But yeah. uh, Mr. Blackwell was this uh, snarky faggot who'd come out all the time. He's dead now. And, like, talk trash. He was kind of like Joan Rivers before Joan Rivers on the fashion police. Yeah. He would be like, oh, no, she's not giving glamour. And like talk shit about them. But um, anyway, Lori, any big thoughts on the looks from Fashion Forever? Famous Forever, sorry. Yeah, he died because I accidentally sat on him one time. <laughs> yeah. was, uh, that is true. I, they we they were kept it sitting a on a ca- Yeah. Yeah. We mm-hmm. were sitting on a couch and he goes, sit next to me. And I didn't realize that he moved over and I sat on yeah. him. And then I, I thought he was, <laughs> I didn't realize that he was under me. What's funny is when the paramedics came to take him away. They dropped him like a sheet of paper, like a Stephen J. Cannell at the end. <laughs> yes. He just floated yeah. down onto the stretcher. It's our annual Stephen J. Cannell joke. <laughs> <laughs> you just got it in an episode one. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Um, I have no thoughts on the looks, but Taylor, do you? Um, no. I mean, the only ones that were... I, th- I thought Kahana looked amazing. She was beautiful. Um, I feel like... It's supposed to be their best drag, but Nasha came out in a bodysuit. Like you're a former Mrs. Con- Miss Continental. Yeah, that was like, so th- that just didn't make any sense to me at all. Um, and I, it's all just sort of like Jimbo's. I think very much spoke to Jimbo's brand with the brains and the and the crazy outfit with the with all the different bright colors and everything. But I mean, it was like okay. Nothing Nothing completely wowed me with this. All right. Back on the main stage, Kahana Montrese is named the top all-star of the week, while Darian Lake and Monica Beverly Hills are placed in the bottom two. Before the lip sync, RuPaul announced the rules of the fame game and will explain those rules in the discussion. Later, Kahana goes up against lip sync assassin Aja LaBeja in a lip sync battle for their legacies. The song, Freakum Dress by Beyonce. After all was said and done, Aja finished off Kahana and won the right to announce that the cast had decided to give Monica Beverly Hills the chop. Let's start with Taylor the Latte Boy. Taylor, uh, let's let's talk about the lip sync first, then we'll get to the twist, which is the fame game. Taylor, your thoughts on the lip sync and, and, and everything that happened on the main stage and all that drama? I think Kahana won the lip sync. Oh, you do? It was very close. It was very, very close. The difference to me is that Kahana, if you looked at their faces, Kahana was giving 125%. Mm -hmm. She was just where she was. And she was even doing some of the Beyonce style choreography, whereas Aja was just chaos. 
where Aja just kind of like was like flailing around and doing the death drops and doing all of these different things and wasn't really it was more about just kind of slamming against the floor versus what I feel like Kahana was giving a slightly more nuanced performance. And I enjoyed watching her a lot more than I enjoyed watching Aja. Mm-hmm. Lori? I agree. Yeah, I thought Kahana won. I was so shocked that Aja won. I even had a, I was telling Star last night, I had a little bit of a conspiracy theory that I think, I, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think that Kahana had Darian. Oh my god, Lord. I'm so sorry. I have no control over that. There's Continue your so thought. many breaks, and it's just right when I start talking. I know it's, it's just so it's, weird. I feel like it's Uncanny. pointed at me. Yeah. Yeah. What? What was your conspiracy theory again? I'm sorry. I feel like uh, Kahana voted for Darian to go home, and they knew. And then the so then they the producers told RuPaul, "Oh, Kahana has Darian to go home. The group has uh, Monica Beverly Hills to go home." So then she picked Aja, so that way Beverly Hills could go home. So I think that, that, can that was usually my conspiracy theory. I think that can usually happen. Luke Stamen has already told me in my notes, producer Luke Stamen, uh, that Kahana would have voted for Monica. Really? Oh, okay. Well, then that's totally out of the water. But uh, yeah, I... I uh, yeah, and, and also I will say that that song is just great. Like, it's hard not to have a good lip sync with that song. I just feel like I they... I think if you and I lip sync that song, it wouldn't be a good lip sync. I don't know. I feel like we could make it good. If Riverside let me play music on here and whatnot, I could put music on YouTube, we would 100% have that battle right now. I but feel like can't. it's hard not to have a good good lip sync, no matter what, with that song. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a, I thought oh, it was a great lip sync overall. But Kahana um, won for me. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about the twist, the fame game. Which is, I, I was trying to find a way to, in the script to put it in a simple way. It's just easier just to say it. Essentially, every eliminated queen starting next week, they will show in Untucked what the queen would have worn for that challenge. And we'll get to see it. And then the queens are allowed to do other things to improve their voting process. But it's essentially a popularity contest they're going to run on social media. And the winner of that popularity contest, based on the looks or whatever stunts the queen pulls will win an, uh, a $50,000 sort of consolation prize. Uh, Lori, what do you think about this fame game, this twist? I loved Heidi's expression when RuPaul was going through it, because you could tell that she was just like, this doesn't sound interesting to me, but oh, good for them. Like, she's just like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, oh, oh, okay. Like, she's mm-hmm. just like, I have no interest in any of this. Um I mean, I have. I will not be taking part in any of the fame game stuff. I no. just think that that, yeah, just watching what. I mean, look, I I get that the queens. It, it's good for the queens because, like you said in the beginning, they've paid thousands of dollars for these dresses that now they won't be able to show. But they would have just done that anyways on their social media. Mm-hmm. So it to me, it's just like all right. I mean, and I agree with that. But this is another way I think for World of Wonder to control the machine. Because you do see that a lot of girls on Instagram and that's what they what I would have worn kind of thing. And this is this is World of Wonders way of kind of taking that back and that they then get to control and they get the exclusive because there have been times I know that last season, you know, we all kind of missed out on Irene Dubois outlooks and outfits because she had some incredible outfits that we never got to see because she was the first one out. 
this is World of Wonders way of getting eyes on their stuff versus versus the girls' social media. Moving on to the main stage stuff, I have to say, I have some notes here. Oh, sorry, yes, I was Lori? gonna. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Um, I also feel like. I we literally so just had a commercial. We just had I, one. Why I don't you, know. Why Lori, do you need one right, you gotta right talk, now? You got to talk to my people at my ad agency. I have no I control over this. I have to talk to them. You do have control. You press the no. button. No, I don't. No, you do. I I, I think you're doing it on purpose. Tomato, now. tomato. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um. I kind of feel like, to be honest with you, that it's like, look, if you don't move forward in the competition, you shouldn't be allowed to reap the benefits of showing off your dress. Like, that's part of the competition is you you have to give it your all in the competition in order to continue on and showcase what you have. So it's like Irene Dubois, like, who gives a shit what her outfits were, you know, uh, and what her takes were because, you know, she she was terrible in the first episode it went home and so yeah. it's like that's kind of the punishment of not doing your best and you know a monica Be- beverly hills did not bring her a game you know she took her nighttime meds during the daytime and she snoozed throughout the entire episode so yeah it's like it's you know you, you don't get to showcase what you have but i mean i don't run world of wonder so we haven't made what? that decision yet no Ugh. i applied but they were like no thank you yeah yeah. Uh, over on Untucked, Monica Beverly Hills broke down in tears as she contemplated her fate. Alexis, meanwhile, chose to comfort her and empathize with how Monica was feeling. Let's actually play this. Uh, I'm going to try not to stop it too much because I have to get out of here. But let's, let's listen to this. I remember Monica's been crying, sobbing, because that's she's a crybaby. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, oh, poor, you know, Monica. And then if you, if you didn't watch Untucked. And Alex goes, you're going to hear Alexis is now chiming in. I feel very deeply for the girls that are in the position that you're in right now. And I know every hope and dream you have wrapped up in this because we all have the same ones. So that's why I'm emotional, but also. Okay. But before we get to the but also, that's a fair, nice statement to make. And yes. she's clearly emotional. And you're like, okay, great. Empathetic. Empathetic. You're here. Thank you, Alexis. That's great. All right. But then she says, but also. Because here it comes. I wasn't sure how I'd be received here. And I hoped that it would be well. And I it was amazing that it was the way. At this point, this is what it sounds like when I have private phone calls with Taylor as the season goes on. It felt really good. I think I'm just like riding the wave of where you girls are right now, but. (laughs) Taylor, let's start with you here. You are a licensed therapist. Um, In fact, Mm -hmm. you're the author of the book, No More Tears, um, which also you did with Barbara Streisand, which is really weird. Uh, Which is weird because I was like nine when I wrote it. (laughs) Yeah, you wrote this book at nine years old with Barbara Streisand. Uh, kid genius, kid yeah, genius. kid genius. 
Um, Taylor, uh, by, uh, by the okay, way, Lori, that's enough. You can find is the, enough. Yeah, yeah, is enough. <laughs> enough is enough, Lori. Taylor the Latte. You can find it. It's by Taylor Latte Boy DDS over on Amazon.com. But Taylor, give us your thoughts here on what you heard. Um, I heard somebody who can't read the room. <laughs> I heard somebody who is so self-absorbed that they and and the need to the need for attention is so great that they decided to that their needs outweighed the needs of other people in the room in that moment and it was so cringe it was it was horrifying to listen to i i understand the emotion in the room especially because i mean monica was sobbing at various points of this. And I mean, you know, there's one thing when the girls kind of have, you know, the one tear roll down the cheek. There's another thing when this is clearly pure emotion and I can see Alexis feeling, you know, we've, we've all been in situations in which we've been in front of somebody and they've been very upset and it makes us upset because we're there for that person. That at least I hope to God, the two of you have to. Um, Oh yeah. But I went to Roscoe's chicken and waffles ones with Lori and they told her they ran out of waffles and it was a same, similar reaction. Just you saying that, Joe, <laughs> makes me so upset. Just you bringing that, I can't believe you read that up, Joe. Yeah. I am so upset you read that up. That was one of the darkest days of my life. Taylor told a story about him shoving waff- French toast in his mouth, and Lori totally related. <laughs> I just uh, just totally related. She also related to she also related to burning down the Roscoe and Chicka Chicken waffles. Oh yeah, she was. She, they, oh, that one did burn I down. I burned that shit to the ground because they mm-hmm. didn't respect me. And they mm-hmm. didn't take it in my consideration of my feelings. Okay. Yeah. So why the yeah. hell should I respect them? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Taylor, did you give your thoughts here, expert Taylor? Uh, just, just that. I mean, if you have a thought like that, you you can have a, that thought. You don't have to share that thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's it wasn't the right time at all, but and it I mean even the music they're playing behind it is mm-hmm. very just like what is this asshole yeah. doing donk, kind of thing. Donk, donk, donk. Yeah, right. So it was a classic untucked moment that we got to see last night. Lori, I just thought she's terrible at segues. You know, she just she obviously wanted something she wanted to say, but she couldn't figure out how to. So she literally went like. You're crying because you're upset that you're getting voted off. And I'm also crying because of my thing where I didn't know how I was going to be received. And and now I'm glad that I'm being received well. So it was like, you know, wait for your moment. It's another example of producer Alexis Michelle where she's like, okay, well, we're done with this. Now let's transition. She's probably hoping that all the girls would chime in with how they felt. Like she would be producer Alexis Michelle and it totally backfired. The only thing missing, the only thing missing from that was when Nasha came over to hug her. Nasha looking at all of the other girls like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's the only thing that would have been missing from that that would have made that chef's kiss perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right, ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? Any quick little thing, little quick little moments that you, didn't, you, you neglected to mention from your notes? I think Adina Menzel was a great judge. Oh, she looked like she was forced to be there. And they told her, always smile. <laughs> oh, I liked her. Okay, and, Lori? Yeah, I loved. I love Adele Dazim. No, because you great. know what? Speaking of brushes with fame, I you know I've told this story before. I met this uh, Adina Menzel. What a nightmare she is! Oh, right, brother. I have to go, and I'm. A, I you know what? I have to go. I can't talk about it. But I met her at a theater, 
there were I when I walked back, a friend of mine knew someone in the show she was in this if then. And uh who, by the way, the guy that he knew he was friends with turned out to be a sexual predator or something like that. Anyway, and uh, he's canceled. But we, we <laughs> yeah, came into the- Yeah, it was you. It was me. <laughs> I wasn't if then. I was the second lead. And I would sing songs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if there's a 16-year-old around, then Joe is interested. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. This th- I went in the backstage. There's all these people with their fucking Elsa and Elphaba posters they wanted to send. A ton. I was like- who cares about this? Adina Mendes. I go in and so then she comes out. And I have pictures. I'll post them on the Discord of me carrying the purse she has in the show and stuff like that, right? I get introduced to her. She's nice. She's nice enough, I guess. But the point is, uh, the theater person says, there's a bunch of people waiting for you. And she goes, where? And they point to like the left, right? And she goes, I'm going to go this way. And went out the right and just avoided all those people. And I'm like, oh my God, that poor little girl didn't get her. Elsa flag signed. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts? Nope. Nope. Not for me. Uh, oh, by the way, Ross Matthews was particularly unfunny this week. He even uh, went to a new low for even for him. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 8. So, for Lorian K. Roggenkamp, Tate of the Latte Boy, and... Uh, myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also watch video versions of the show and more over at youtube.com slash dragracerecap. This podcast was produced by Luke Stamen. Taylor the Latte Boy has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Co-Pilot, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batance. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters, Alex S. Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Carter McKinnon, Corinna Williamson, Doofus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Blank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckert, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Robin Egenberger, Runner Brandon, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media Podcast.